Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. This is the place for senior school leaders to discover innovative ideas and actionable tips that are going to help to strengthen their school's income streams and secure its future. My name's Juliette Corbett and I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in independent schools. So thanks for joining me today and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this second strategy toolkit for independent schools, one of five episodes we're doing across this summer looking at strategy. So I've been facilitating a lot of strategy development sessions for the last couple of years for independent schools, both for heads, senior leadership teams and governors looking at whole school strategy and also for development offices looking at fundraising strategy. And what this does is it offers people an opportunity to structure their thinking Now, the structure that I tend to use is to talk people through the four building blocks of a robust strategy. And in fact, this is also the strategic planning tool that I use for my own business. And I've worked it through it with a number of other businesses as well. So I really do know from firsthand experience that this does work. So what I'd like to do today is to talk you through these four building blocks. Now, these can be used either as a step-by-step process to start from scratch, thinking about your strategy, or as a way of testing and reviewing a strategy that you already have. Okay, so first building block is your vision. Now, this is about identifying where you're heading as a school. What is it that's important to you? and What is it that you're trying to achieve? It'll include elements of your culture, values and ethos and things like how you balance the educational importance of academic results versus the more holistic element of skills development and extracurricular activities. So it's all about working out which mountaintop you're trying to climb. So at this point, it's important to get some some agreement amongst your senior leaders or amongst your fundraising team about what it is you're actually trying to achieve. Which of these mountaintops around you is the most important that you are trying to get to the top of? Now, for school strategy, one of the traps that people fall into at this point is they tend to try and include absolutely everything you could possibly include to make sure there isn't any element of people feeling left out of the vision. And what that can do is, as much as it's great to avoid conflict or disagreement at this stage, 
But what it does is it means that the vision is much too wide and too ill-defined to really hang a properly focused strategic plan off. So it's important at this point that you think about how your school is distinct from your competitors. What is it that's going to actually be different for pupils and families that choose your school compared to the alternatives that they might be considering? So that's really important that you set that direction, you set that vision. Now, that's unlikely to have changed given the current COVID-19 pandemic. It's probable that you're still heading to the same mountaintop as you were before. The second building block that I use in the strategy development process is thinking about your accelerators and your sticking points. So your accelerators are your internal strengths and your external opportunities, which are already driving you towards achieving that vision. They're things which are working and going really well and which are already helping you deliver on that visionary ambition that you have. Your sticking points, on the other hand, are your internal weaknesses and your external threats, which are holding you back. So they're holding you back from achieving that vision. They're stumbling blocks, challenges, things that are getting in the way and stopping your school from really achieving its full potential and delivering on that vision. So thinking about that mountaintop analogy, the accelerators are pushing you up the mountain already and you want them to continue to do so. And your sticking points are the things that are holding you back and preventing you from making progress. Now, it's human nature to want to not just focus on the negative. And it is important in these discussions that you reflect on what is going well, what strengths you have and the opportunities that you have. However, it is also very important at this stage that you do a full analysis of those sticking points, of those challenges, because a successful strategy will focus your resources on overcoming those challenges and really taking steps forward. And a failure at this point to really unpack what those challenges are and the things that are holding you back will mean that you're unable to create a really robust strategy. So this building block is basically where all the hard work happens. It's often the one that takes the longest. And it's also the one where a few carefully selected analytical tools can be helpful. Now, I use all sorts of things in my strategy development sessions, depending on the situation. But almost always something like a SWOT analysis, looking at strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats can be helpful. And given the current changes to the external environment we're operating in, a PESTEL analysis is also extremely helpful. Now, if you're not sure what a PESTEL analysis is, if you head to my episode notes for this episode, then there's a strategy briefing video which can help you to conduct a PESTEL analysis. So if you head across to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash 013, you'll find the link in there to that video to help you. Okay, so building block number one was your vision. Number two is your accelerators and sticking points. Now, number three, you'll be pleased to hear, is normally quite a bit faster. This is about identifying the general approach you're going to take to overcome your sticking points. So thinking about that mountaintop analogy, are you going to try and fly to the top, in which case you need to acquire an aeroplane and build an airstrip? Are you going to walk to the top, which might take longer, but you're going to be able to start straight away? Or are you going to drive, in which case you need to build a road? It's about identifying the general approach that you're going to use to achieve your mission. 
and overcome those sticking points along the way. So to give an example for a independent school, to make this really clear and understandable, the balance between the number of day pupils you have and the number of boarding pupils you have is a key element in your business model and those decisions that you've made around your business model. Now, it might be that in this analysis that you redo due to the COVID-19 pandemic, you identify that your international boarding numbers may be affected by the pandemic in the medium term. And it may be that you're looking for general approaches to overcome that sticking point. One of those general approaches might be that you're looking to increase the number of day school pupils you have by providing a really clear and compelling offering to your day school market, so your catchment area where you might be looking to secure additional day school pupils. So your general approach might be that you will step back a little from the international marketing this next this year and next year, but you will put that resource into an enhanced offering, a compelling offering for your day school market, and you're going to relook at defining your catchment area. So that's still quite general. You want to keep it quite general at this point. Now, the fourth building block is where you start to get into the real detail. So this is where you define your action points. This is your set of coherent actions. Now, when we get into the action planning, this isn't so much strategy. This is more the tactics that you're going to be using. So what are the specific things you're going to be doing within the next couple of months, which are going to help you to take those first steps in order to enact that general approach to overcome your sticking points and achieve your vision. Now, normally I would recommend that you plan out your coherent actions for the next year, but given the fast pace of change we're experiencing and the uncertainty in the external environment at the moment, that shortens a lot of the time horizons that strategy works over. So for the moment, you may only want to plot out detailed actions for the next three or four months, knowing that you're going to have to continually review and refresh this strategy. So here, for example, it might be setting out the specific steps you're going to take over the next three months in order to refresh your day school offering and think about the compelling messages that you want to be communicating to that day school market. So those are the four steps you want to take. Now, what you then do, having defined your four building blocks of your strategy, you do want to record it in the document, a strategic plan, but you don't want to feel like this is a set in stone strategy, especially at the moment, having flexibility in your strategy is really important. And what you want to do is to continue reflect on what your general approach is in order to keep refreshing those coherent actions so that as you start achieving things, you can easily create the next set of coherent actions that you then put into place for the next few months. You also want to be constantly on the lookout for new evidence or new trends which may undermine your strategic analysis that you undertook as part of your strategy development process. Okay, so hopefully that structure is useful. If you're interested in undertaking a strategic response discussion with me, then do get in touch via the episode notes. And additionally, there's also a link in those notes for you to download my Rethinking Strategy in Independent Schools research report, which has a whole host of best practice recommendations for strategy development and for developing a culture of strategic thinking in your school.
So to download that, you can go to the episode notes at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash 013. Fantastic. So that's it for this week. Do check out next week's episode and have a great week in the meantime. Bye then. So that's it for today. And thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast. If you want to make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash sign up. There you can also explore the various ways that I help independent schools to strengthen their income streams and secure their future. Fantastic. See you next time then.